This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, many of whom sent us a special question, so stay tuned after the Princess Peach responses for uh, fun little question prompts. If you want to get asks, uh, asked for fun little pr- question prompts from time to time, join us. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, uh, give us a few bucks a month, support your buddies, and uh, get in on the fun. Thanks. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a video game book club, club, games club podcast. You know, I started going in the retro thing. Yep. And no. I'm just going to read, read, read. It is a games club podcast. It, it, it is a club sandwich podcast. Um, yeah. And this BLT week. is this week. <laughs> yep. It's, it's the two boys, a couple of BLTs <laughs> doing, doing their sandwich strut. See, here's the thing. I like a BLT, but I don't like mayonnaise. And so if I mm. order a BLT without mayonnaise, people look at me like I'm fucking nuts. Yeah, because you just want a big dry wad. Yeah, I would like a, like I would one like dry a, wad, please. Well, the, the, I would like a dry <laughs> wad. No, no. But the, 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 I, I believe that the tomatoes offer enough uh, an, enough moisture. I think that your your sauce thing, I think that is actually, you know, if you wanted to do the taxonomy of it, is one of the big differences between our sauce preferences. Okay. Is I, I think I need a moister food. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that could be it. Like my, my predilection for dips and sauces. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, I know you're not anti-dip, anti-sauce entirely. Right, right. But I think but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I do not lean into the creamier realm of sauces yeah. uh, or, or, or dips that you do. No, I, I'm, like, not, uh, I'm not into a ranch. I'm not into a mayo. Yep. Yeah. Not into a blue cheese. Do you, How about a blue cheese crumble? Mm, a blue cheese crumble is actually really good. Yeah. Um, I, I I like that tang that it brings to it, but if it is a uh, if it is something that is in a dressing, I think the the the, the texture um, upsets me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, could, I could see it, but I, I really take all comers when it comes to sauce. Like, yeah, it is a uh, tangy, you know, yeah. sugary. I, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm the, also really uh, really limited on gravies that I will uh, that I will indulge Ooh. in. Yeah. Ooh, let's 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 explore that. Uh, what do you what do you mean by that? Because I I can only think of a couple different kinds of gravy gravies. Like what? Oh are, no, I I prefer like a like a sousson of gravy. Like uh, just like if it if it could be touched by gravy but not drowning in it. Like okay. like 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 a sausage gravy and biscuit at a at a Bob Evans is way too much for me. Okay, but gotcha, gotcha. but if I'm having roast beef, I would prefer to have just like a like, like a little like a little just splash of gravy on it to like activate it as opposed to gravy being one of the one of the primary texture elements of the dish. Like a gravy boat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and I I I I kind of won't do a turkey gravy. Um I'm not mm. I'm not into that. Oh, a cranberry sauce on turkey. Oh, cranberry sauce is great. I love uh, I love tart. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> On this episode, we're reading your responses to Super Princess Peach uh, for the Nintendo DS. Yeah, so, as yeah. you as you might have been able to surmise. Yeah, as you, as you would know from that episode of the BLTs, um, our side <laughs> podcast about sandwiches. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you guys very much. We had to pull uh, teeth to get responses, but we did get a few. Yeah, um, and that's not your fault. That's just it being a weird, obscure game. Right, right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get started here with Lucas. Lucas says via contact. Hi guys. Uh, interesting game to cover for WAF. I remember playing Super Princess Peach years ago on my girlfriend's DS and actually kind of enjoying it. It's a weird-ass game, and the decision to make all of her po- uh, powers based on emotion was novel. But looking back, uh, carries some unfortunate undertones. From what I remember, it was a pretty solid platformer, but deciding to go the whole go whole hog on the it's a girl's Mario game aesthetic uh, kind of needle is kind of needless. Uh, in any case, I remember being pretty happy with my experience and actually still have the cartridge 
and that dusty old DS. Pull your DS out. It's a very good system. Yeah, well, maybe it just has a 3DS. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is uh, the the marketing kind of thing. It is un- unfortunate that it couldn't just be the same kind of marketing because yeah. like because Mario is fucking that, cube by itself. Like you do not need well, to like yeah, play that. Mario out. is not gendered marketing, <laughs> right? You know, uh, in general. But uh, if if it's one of those things, like a lot of those downfalls, and we talked about this a little bit in the main episode. But if that's what it takes to like get a Peach game, like you know, okay. yeah, I mean, you know, marketing is a cancer. Like it is, right, you know, right. they're going to do things like that. Um, but you know, it still got us this game that has, uh, you know, that I generally liked and has that lead. Yeah. Um, so. It cuts both ways. Like if there were, if there were, you know, girls who played this game because of the marketing saying, hey, this is for you. Cool. You got access to a very good platformer. If you're a person who didn't play this game because the marketing didn't speak to you, hey, play it because it is a good and cute platformer in a way that Mario games are good and cute platformers. There is nothing different about this besides the sprite that you play as. <laughs> well, and and examine your prejudices. Oh, I mean, true. true. You know, I, Gary, like, I, I am I am offering the carrot. You can be the stick. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> Dark Dad, I'll, I'll take this. Yeah, don't uh, you know? Like I, I think we were talking about they're releasing that Capcom compilation of NES games, which is really cool and will be a day one purchase for me. Oh, for sure. Um, and the uh, it's missing the uh, the Little Mermaid game for Nintendo, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. Like that's um that's a, that's a really fun game. It's it's too easy because you can move in all the directions, you know, because mm-hmm. you're underwater. But the game's super fun. Yeah, and like that came out at a time when I was right there to be like in the pocket to make associate my game playing choices with an identity, like gender identity uh, thing. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I pushed through it probably yeah. because of, you know, not for, you know, good reasons, probably just because it was the only game I had access to or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I was really glad I did. Yeah. And it was kind of formative in me rejecting some of that shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I will say this game, uh, super princess Peach, came out a decade ago if you were a person who a decade ago was like 17 and you wrote it off because it seemed like dumb, stupid, giddy shit made for made for girls and then didn't think about or examine that beforehand, like go for it because it yeah. is better than you probably thought it was. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a paragon of games, but it might surprise you with you with how not shitty it is, you yeah. know, not how like, you know, because it's not like that assumption that girls games are bad uh, has nothing to do with girls. But it, it does it has everything to do, to do with like the limited uh, or the reduced expectations uh, that uh, that developers have when they are making a strawberry shortcake game or whatever. Yes, you know. Yeah, it's not like there's a lot of like really good Hello Kitty games. Right, right. Although Cooking Mama, uh, a fun series of mini games. Oh yeah, like, I mean there are there there are exceptions. Yeah, you know, but a lot of those like Barbie games are bad. Yeah, and, and such. Um, I love that. Uh, I'll put, take this opportunity to plug this whenever I can. Like the uh, the Retronauts on girl games mm-hmm. is really good. Um, I can't remember the name of the lady, but I'll, I'll put that episode in the show notes who curates that collection. Nice. Of those. Cause it's a cool, it's a really cool subset of things and, uh, you know, it doesn't actually get attention. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Um, Alice writes in saying the DS Lite was the first handheld console that I ever owned. When I bought it, I bought two games along with it because what is the use of a console with no games and super princess peach was one of them. I grew up on PC games, so I've never been a big fan of the Mario franchise, but I always liked Peach from the days when she was called Princess Toadstool and was playable in Super Mario Bros. 2. Because, damn it, it was about time I got to play as the princess instead of rescuing her. Um, Anyway, I figured Super Princess Peach was as good a game as any to put my new DS through its paces. And honestly, uh, there were not a lot of other games uh, out at the time that interested me. The game itself was... All right, I guess. I know a lot of people have said the emotions-based gameplay is sexist, 
and I don't disagree, but honestly what bothers me more is the fact that the game doesn't really take full advantage of the DS touchscreen. What really impressed me about the DS, even though, uh, sorry, enough to make me buy one, uh, was the vast potential for really innovative gameplay mechanics, uh, but all that Super Princess Peach did was have you tap on a panel to activate an ability, um, and that was about it. Kinda disappointing. On top of Peach's powers being annoyingly reg- annoyingly regressive in nature, uh, they weren't even implemented in a particularly interesting way. Um, I haven't touched the game since I finished it. I'm a completionist when it comes to games, so I usually try to go back and find all of the collectibles and secrets and stuff, but I haven't really bothered with Super Princess Peach. Platformers have never really been my favorite genre of game, uh, yet obviously this one kept me interested enough to, uh, sorry, invested enough uh, to play through it to the end. So I must have liked the game on some level, but I definitely think it could have been so much better. And if anybody deserves a better game, it's Princess Peach. The, uh, that went on longer than I expected, despite me not having much to say. Uh, laughing face emoticon. Hopefully some of my ramblings are useful to you. Uh, let me know if you need anything else. You did fine. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alice. <laughs> it's, uh, here's, here's a question. Did the DS ever do anything good with that touchscreen? <sighs> Kirby's Canvas Curse. Yeah. Kirby's <laughs> Canvas Curse is good. Pretty rare. Mario, you know, WarioWare touched. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty rare, though. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, I, and, like, I went into... It just being like, oh, the touchscreen, fine, I guess, you know, and, yeah. and just wanted a new Nintendo handheld. I couldn't imagine being the person who was looking forward to the touchscreen and then having this be what we got. Yeah, like, the, like bummer. the absolute best thing about it was the ability to display a map of Castlevania levels while yeah, you were playing screen. Castlevania. Yeah, like, yeah it touch the, independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A VMU exactly. is, is what you, we want, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where like just Nintendo, I mean, I guess like you can't make the argument that. I think the Wii is more successful at taking advantage of its gimmick, even though it's annoying, because the the games that focus on it mm-hmm. are are better, or are yeah. there more of them at the very least? Like I don't know if they're better than Canvas Curse, but like Wii Sports was obviously a huge hit, mm-hmm. and then like something like Boom Blocks is really fun, yeah, and yeah. would not work without the gimmick, right? You know, but the DS just kind of let that go, and then even like it, it's I can't remember the last time I used my 3DS uh, 3D slider. Oh no, you know, like, so, I, I used it when we cover pilot wings because oh, like, yeah. it kind of works for that but even then i would much rather much rather display it in 2d mode yeah. i wouldn't miss it yeah so it's kind of weird like i wonder what nintendo would be like if they stopped like if they just like kept up their nintendo you know even though i like the switches like the switches gimmick is actually very good yeah uh, and i like it a lot more than i thought i would mm-hmm. um if they were just like we're gonna stop doing this and just make a game system that mm-hmm. just has kind of our sensibilities and stuff but not this weird gimmick that no one's going to want to shoehorn into their games honestly the tech press would probably come out and skewer them for saying oh they're not they, they don't want to innovate anymore like it would be a super shitty thing that would actually probably hurt them uh in a kind it, of unjust way the 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 press also comes out and criticizes them for doing these gimmicks as well yeah like that's it's like they can't win i don't know if that would hurt them more because i see that about I mean, I even saw it with the Switch, even though that turned out like I don't agree with that criticism, but I even saw that during the trailers yeah. and stuff like the tech press was just like, oh, like you're going to take this to rooftop garden parties like nobody <laughs> does that. You know, it's like, no, like, like I'm going to take it to my bed, though. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's I'm going to take it on a plane. Like it actually does do what it, it says and is actually something I didn't expect to find valuable. And I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I felt like the the kind of punditry of it was negative then, too. Yeah. Like. You know, so I just I just wonder if because it's a, a big cost thing. Like when you look at the uh, the Wii U, 
Mm-hmm. Like that screen, you know, for a long time before the announcement for the Switch, they were talking about doing a Wii U without the touch screen, you know, without the second screen mm-hmm. uh, was going to be the plan because that was very expensive. That yeah. was a big reason why that system was expensive. They could have saved tons of money. And like, I liked being able to take that and play, you know, play on just the Wii U little unit. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but it, you know, again, was it the best thing about the system? Like, probably not. No. You know, just the games were good, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, they, they they never did like, hey, a Crystal Chronicles thing where you want to have secret information for one person outside of like the the Wii World or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just it was nice for it to use a touchscreen for Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice personally to like, you know, when I was playing that when I was living at my girlfriend's house. The TV was far away and it was not that big. So like it was nice to play uh, Cat Mario yeah. using the little screen instead of the big screen because it was mm-hmm. closer to me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Nintendo's interesting. Um, Fletch, Fletcher says, uh, by contact. <clears throat> yeah, uh, thank you, Alice. Fletcher says, by contact. Uh, I worked at an electronics warehouse when the DS was on its way out as a system, and every once in a while, one of the shipments from a closing store or a major distributor would include random ass titles. We had no less than five copies of Final Fantasy Anthology laying around for PS1 in 2011. They kept coming. <laughs> uh, the point is, at one point, Super Princess Peach fell into our laps for $5, and I bought it. Uh, wondering just what I was going to get. Turns out it's a game that sums up my feelings on a lot of that era of Nintendo. It feels like a tutorial outside of the bonus stages, which actually feel like the main game of other titles, but there are only five or so of them, and so it's over quick. Also, fuck that pipe maze stage with the auto-scroll underwater sections. I kept trying to complete the thing, but every time I wanted to try a new branch, it was just uh, waiting around for the screen for an entire chunk of each attempt. Yeah. I booted this back up, writing the last bit of feedback, and realized something. This game is basically one polished pass away from being either a B-tier puzzle platformer or a non-standard Yoshi's Island-like, but it tries too much to be both at all times. Your vibes are limited by a rather anorexic-to-start meter, uh, a meter that's rather anorexic-to-start. I'll go ahead and use that that phrasing. Um, But there's no huge downside to it other than wasted time. Thus, why make the meter so tiny? Meanwhile... Only in the late game do the stages really take off as anything other than simple exercises and traversal and become complex. But it never really hits the scale of some of the more creative Super Mario World or Yoshi's Island stages. Also, I forgot about the absolute fuck you that was the 100% bonus, infinite vibe, only if you killed everything, found everything, solved all the puzzles, and are totally, utterly done with the game, (laughs) and got mad all over again when I loaded that save file. So, thanks for that. Yeah, it's like Nights of the Round. Yeah, yeah, anything, I mean, that doesn't, you know... Having a, a big unblockable you're never going to use, like I don't, I never like that, but it's mm-hmm. definitely not unique to this. Yeah, that's a that's a big video game thing. Yeah, you know, like that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, every end of game thing that like end of game upgrade, like I don't do game, new game plus, so yeah, yeah, um, they always feel like that. Yeah, unless there's new content like Dark Souls two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or Chrono um, Trigger because those are different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it's it's pretty rare mm-hmm. that uh, new game plus I think is worth it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mostly I don't think the the shortness of that gauge really bothered me that much. I mean, um, it obviously didn't bother me because I didn't think about even looking at how to upgrade it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh so I mean I I could see it, but I just you know, I I guess I could see it being more bothersome if it becomes a thing where like, yeah, I think that the reason why it didn't bother me is my natural conservatism mm-hmm. in playing games, like the part of me that like you know ends every Deus Ex with like forty health kits. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's the just part of like, that believes in a flat tax. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, just find me on Twitter at you know, <laughs> flat tax gold standard at flagdaddy.com. Um, the, um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it's a uh, you know I I think that's probably why that didn't bug me. Right. So yeah, uh, um, you know I I think that this could probably use a little bit more polish. Uh, it definitely of, use more polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think you're wrong on that. Like, I love again the mechanical diversity of this. Uh, you know, it does feel of a kind with Yoshi's Island, uh, and I don't think that Nintendo 2D platformers have really risen to that level since Yoshi's Island. So, like, to see them kind of faint in that direction and then not hit it because of, you know, some things that don't feel entirely, you know, like great reasons. It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think the problem is it not leaning into either one. I just think yeah. I think you could you could actually mix those really well. I think mm-hmm. the problem is neither one is quite good enough. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like an opportunity cost. Like it needs to be one or the other to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's I want both. Like mm-hmm. I think it would just be really cool. I just it needs to needs to up its game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, because we only got three responses on this, we wanted to shore this up because having a short main episode and a super brief extra sode felt a little, uh, we want to give you more than that. Uh, yeah. so we went and even to though a- the main ep- episode is really digression full and like <laughs> was probably a good length for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we did, uh, we also, we put out this call. Yes. We put out a call on our Patreon, uh, for kind of a, uh, duck tracks light kind of thing offering patrons the ability to uh, let us know uh, questions or prompts or stuff like that. I'm going to begin with uh, with Ziki, um, Z-Y-G-I, I apologize if I am uh, uh, pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, asking, do you guys ever feel like your opinions on games that you have talked about for WAF have changed after recording a podcast? Like, looking back on an episode where you were harsh on a game and you look more fondly on it or vice versa. Uh, in the same vein, have you thought about doing uh, a revisiting episode where you go back and talk about previous episodes and your opinions on those games? Um, yeah. So there's like two questions. Yes. Uh, I think like the only one that pops up and it's going to sound like I, I stand by most of the stuff uh-huh. um, for the show because like I just played it, you know, it's as fresh as my opinion is going to get is when I, uh, do the thing and games will sometimes you know age a little bit better in my mind but usually it doesn't go from like dislike to like yeah yeah uh and things will sometimes go the other way mm-hmm. uh but if i already dislike it it's pretty rare that i'm like you know i, I already dislike it yeah um the one the thing that always pops up to me and, and i wish that uh i i i've said this a couple times recently i feel like sacrifice probably isn't a bad game i just hate that genre so much <laughs> and you hate that genre so much yeah that yeah. it was just we were it was never gonna work right like there's yeah. enough neat things about that and like i bet you that's kind of like not a bad game right i just you know in the way that like i don't i think shadow of destiny is a bad game like i can point <laughs> to the reasons like this is bad because of this yeah. it's not just you know the genre is misguided mm-hmm. you know yeah um it's weird i'm gonna go back to that same summer and say that i wish that we had done final fantasy adventure instead of uh sword of mana oh sure yeah yeah um, that, you know, I, I don't know how much that answers the question, but like, yeah, you know, I still have affection for Final Fa- Final Fantasy Adventure. I've gone back and played a little bit of it since then, and it just does not have the same problems by not being as verbose as yeah. uh, as the previous one does. Yeah, trying um, to be golden sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one, like a game that I wish we could redo and who knows, like we, we are working on an, an infinite timeline for this. Um, I, I I wish that the show was different. Uh, than when we did uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. I think that fitting all of that into one episode actually didn't do as much for it as we would have wanted to do. No, I, I hate that we skipped quests. Yeah. Like, there are interesting quests that, like, we liter- just literally didn't talk about. Yeah. There were in that, and I wish we, we hadn't done that. I feel like that kind of that first, 
six months mm-hmm. or so. That was true of a couple different things. Yeah, before we decided you know? to do like two partners with uh, Final Fantasy VI, I think six yeah. is when we like settled on a rhythm that said, "Hey, this game deserves more than we're going to give well, it." And that there's no governing body and we can be as long as we want. Yeah. You know, and, and, but I mean, to be fair, like we didn't know whether people would hate that. Right. Yeah. You know, there would have been a chance (laughs) that people would have been like, you know, we were, you know, struggling at the time, like not struggling, but we were small and we didn't know what was going to, people were going to like, and people Mm -hmm. could have been like, no, I can't, I, you literally expect someone to sit here for two hours. You're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) And that, that would have been a reasonable response. It's just not how podcast listening was. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, bloodlines is my big, my big one of redoing. I've always felt kind of shitty about the, um, the first fallout episode or the second fallout episode fallout one yeah where like i think there's like i think we're low energy during it yeah uh and it's a it wouldn't be a big deal if it wasn't one of my favorite games yeah like if we if we would have thought to uh to break that out into more sessions i think yeah and And, and assemble later um and and we've we've been talking about this um like uh, a good example i always use for like when we need to actually break things up is metal gear yeah because like i don't think uh I was definitely crankier by the end of that episode than I would have been. I still feel like I was accurate in like what I think of that game, which I, mm-hmm. I like that game. Yeah. Um, but near the end, some of the kind of, you know, the key card stuff that's annoying was instead infuriating because we were on like hour <laughs> three of recording. <laughs> yeah. So like, and we didn't expect it to. Right, so like right, when yeah. you go into it and you're like, this is going to be a regular episode and it's actually super long, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's you know the, the episode is half as like it's like half as long as the game is yeah i mean and that's what we run into like we, we've gotten better at adapting to that i think yes and predicting yeah. it and like you know there's a, there's a real like the the famous you know not famous but like very informative like point like in the final fantasy 7 episode where we called an audible mid-recording <laughs> yep and we're just like yeah we're gonna split this into three because it's gonna make a better show yeah. I, th- I think that you and i think you and i both fall into this trap that i like working on and getting better at uh is like not being beholden to kind of expectations that we have of, of things hmm. like that, you know, pushed a schedule back. Yeah. But so there's no governing body. No. Like it's fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it, it's, uh, <laughs> it creates like 15 minutes more work of me working in uh like Google calendar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but it, that's better than putting ourselves through a torture death March or even worse than that, like releasing kind of suboptimal content because, yeah, because that exists forever. Whereas the inconvenience is, is, uh, you know, minor and temporary. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I mean, we probably wouldn't actually revisit them as full episodes, but who knows? You know, again, mm-hmm. long enough timeline, like it's possible. Retronauts do it. Yep. So like, <laughs> nothing. You know, we might get to the point where it's like the the seven year anniversary of us doing Bloodlines and decide like, hey, yeah. Bloodlines sounds fun to to go through again. Like, let's give that a different treatment. Yeah. Or there might um, be like a new mod that comes out, or you know, who knows? Oh, absolutely. Like, everything yeah. is impermanent. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, we we uh you know re- we do um God uh, Redemption. Uh, the prequel to that, and then we we schedule in a half hour of like you know we we both find some time to play Bloodlines around then, and then mm-hmm. do some Bloodlines, you know, talk, yeah, you know, with it as that kind of thing. There's lots of different ways we could fit that in. It's gonna, I think that if we ever do that though, it's gonna be something we like, not something because the record was unfair. So like, yeah, I started answering this question saying that like Sacrifice is probably not a good game. We're never, I'm never play, touching that game again. Yeah, I don't have any or reason. not a bad game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah literally if, never. If, if you suggested, I would say like maybe Brutal Legend. <laughs> maybe yeah but that's even, even that i'm not crazy about because, yeah like yeah, that's like or no but like honestly pikmin like like just like yeah let's do pikmin <laughs> pikmin yeah pikmin's a good it's kind of like that like yeah. pikmin is is different enough to where i can maybe do pikmin yeah 
but I think that genre on a, on a whole is not is just something I don't like. And, and by genre, like we should probably clarify, not RTSs in general, which were I think both of us are okay with. Like with that StarCraft remake coming out, that might be yeah. a good idea to think Starcraft about for for, for 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 some time. The character based, like imperfect information um, about third the person. entire story of the map, third person RTS thing, like, like that non omniscient is... RTS. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and and Brutal Legend is so fucking brutal with that. Like, it's so like. And the little notifications coming up telling you things are happening. You have no conception of you have a field of vision that's like maybe, you know, 160 percent, you know, 160 degrees of the battlefield. <laughs> and uh, you just know something's happening somewhere. You know, it's it's, you know, and there's verticality to the battlefield. It's very frustrating. That game, like, breaks my heart. Yeah. Like, because it's it's so cool for the first, like, fourth of it. And it's such a cool idea. And, like, mm-hmm. it's 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 real double find dot text. Like, yeah. super cool theming, kind of shitty game. Um, yeah, bums me out. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, uh, Ziggy. Um, if I pronounce that right, if I not, I apologize. Uh, Kevin says, question, would you ever consider doing jumping flash for an episode? Uh, it's a lesser known three early 3d platform of the PlayStation one era and came out just before Mario 64. If I recall, I cr- it created an imp- uh, impressive and fun 3d world, which was a big shift from the 2d games of the 16 bit era. Um, I, I, yes, I like jumping flash a lot. Mm-hmm. I would consider it. Before you move, have you played Jumping Flash? Uh, no, I have not. I always get that mixed up with Vib Ribbon, which I have played. Uh, Jumping Flash is very cool. It's like an arcadey stage based 3D platformer, so mm-hmm. you're not like going through worlds. It's a little asset factory, like you know, you're just kind of like here's here's a polygonal shape that's a power up. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing is you're a robotic frog that does these huge, huge, huge jumps, mm-hmm. and when you do it, the camera swings above you, oh, so you yeah. can land precisely, and it works really well. Oh, nice. It's a, uh, it's surprisingly good. Um, I've yeah. got both of them. On my, they're both on the PlayStation store and they're both fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say yes, I would consider that doesn't mean, you know, it's not on the schedule, yeah. but I would consider doing that. Yeah. Um, second question. Also, did either of you, uh, fuck, I, I thought I was clever, <laughs> no. like moving on. <laughs> no, it's doing fine. These questions yeah, just, just, just go for it. We'll, we'll, um, we'll yeah. clean up. Either after of it. you played the game in the past. I remember it fondly or at least nostalgically and playing, uh, playing through it as one of the games I got on the original PlayStation. Uh, it's a design that'd be perfect for VR today, so there's still a chance that Sony would reboot it. Um, yes, I did play in the past, as I answered before. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So. Um, it's just one of those things. I didn't get a PlayStation One until 1997, um, and these games fell out of the media, fell out of the magazines, and also were just not in stores, or you know, fell below notice. Like by the time I got my, I, I got my PlayStation One specifically for Final Fantasy VII, and that was that was ball game. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's. It's a weird game because it's it's definitely a 3D platformer, but when you describe it as such, it doesn't sell what the, the actual experience is at all. Yeah, like if you're expecting it to be like a Mario 64, it's not. Or like from the year it came out, like if you're you know I associated it with like Bubsy 3D. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more successful than that. It's just a limited. It's like a modest game. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and and VR it might work. I could also see it being nauseating when the camera swings. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I just think, you know, like I, I can't uh, like VR always feels like it's gonna be nauseating to me. So yeah, anything you're doing, you know, big jumps and stuff like that, feel like they're gonna make me puke. Yeah, just um, give me a VR version of like the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like something you know, just really, really uh, set. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle writes. Since you guys are covering more modern games now on Watch Out for Fireballs, uh, what are some titles that you have got in mind for modern-centric episodes in the future? Um, if I could put my two cents in, I would say Shadow of Mordor, and specifically the Nemesis system, uh, is one of the most interesting examples of emergent gameplay that I've seen in years. Keep up the good work. Thank you. 
Oh, thanks. Um, I love Shadow of Mordor. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how much I like that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we were not in this weird situation, we just did that poll like with a glut of uh, um, open world game kind of stuff, I would totally be down for it. Um, with that uh, combat system, I think that we are more interested in doing Arkham City first. Yes. Yeah. Because they're, they're incredibly similar. Yeah. Um, the thing that uh, the edge that Shadow of Mordor has is like that base clearing, mm-hmm. like stealthing through a base and clearing it slowly feeling that I love about Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. Um, it's got that going for it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Arkham City is a really, really strong game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- so that's that's one. That's a modern game that, you know, it's not that modern, but like we'll yeah, do Arkham like, City at some yeah, point. Like, two, like two years ago, or the yeah. Mordor is. Yeah. Um, in my head, I think about like I'm super excited for Prey. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but even that, like, we'd probably do Human Revolution first. <laughs> yeah, Human Revolution, I would love to. I think eventually the Deus Ex series, like, we'll do Human Revolution and Mankind Divided on a long enough timeline. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they're both worth talking about. And then just, like, also, you know, us mentioning one of these things is not invitation to, like, uh, we're not saying, yeah, don't lobby, please. And also, we're not saying when we're going to do it. These are just things that would be interesting. Yeah, like, if it's not year. if it's not mentioned as being part of the schedule, like, it's it's an indication of interest, not, like, specific intent. Yeah, if it comes up, it could literally be like two years from now. Yeah, you know, um, I would love to do uh, XCOM, like yeah. the new the XCOM reboot. I think that'd mm-hmm. be really fun. Yeah, uh, the Wolfenstein New more, Order would be really cool. yeah, like New New Order would be fantastic. Like do that with uh, with the old blood as well as like a yeah. companion thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd be more interested in doing the new XCOM than uh, than the old one. Actually, like I would want to do like a maybe a half hour within that trying out the new the the, the old XCOM, but uh, mm-hmm. but the new one I think is uh, is going to be better for our approach they're very similar like i think the thing with the old the new one just has kind of ease of use stuff no so i would be down for that like i love the old xcom i played a lot of it but like the new the new one definitely makes it a little easier to play yeah so and what what else is is new stuff that i think would be super fun to play um, um new doom yeah new doom would be really good i haven't played that yet but i have it. it's it's very good um, yeah. uh titanfall 2 similar to that um it yeah. is it is like a miniature uh it, it's like half, half-life episode three if it wasn't you know half-life branded yeah if it wasn't uh, uh vaporware yeah yeah um yeah i mean there's there's lots of stuff mm-hmm. i think would be would be pretty cool uh to do um any of those kind of like you know uh vent crawly games that have come out mm-hmm. uh, would be exciting you know would be exciting to do um i'd love to do the new hitman mostly to get a chance to play it oh yeah uh, <laughs> it's you know, so it, good like, have a good excuse to like go through it because i know i would love it i just haven't felt like buying it <laughs> it is ridiculously good we did that for i did that for uh, duck spring and it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah it, it looks really good it looks very up my alley yeah. so um lots of stuff mm-hmm. um you know and and yeah like there's nothing to stop it from happening so we have uh the only thing to stop it from happening is this the time it takes to play them so yep. you know we look at our schedule we have ourselves scheduled through the end of summer and it's like that's time that won't be shadow of mortar yeah you know um, but we also, again, long enough timeline, we have no, no plans at all to quit. So, yeah. um, there's no reason to think that we won't get to that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. this could be literally be, you know, it would be retro by the time we get to it, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but the nice thing about new games is like, I don't play them at the length. Like I don't get hyped for new games to the, the degree that I'm going to be in that, pro- that situation where I'm constantly falling behind with this question. Yep. You know, like, uh, I still kind of think of like the XCOM reboot as a new game <laughs> to me, even though it's a couple of years old now. Yeah. So. It's a it's a, it's it's last gen. It's fine. Like because this is so settled in, and like this is the show that we are committed to for the long run. Like we have no intention to stop. I don't have any anxiety about eventually getting around to stuff. You know, yeah. Like it's yeah. uh it's it's fine. What a, what a weird answer or a weird answer to that is as much as I would love the opportunity to talk about Breath of the Wild, 
I know that when I put down Breath of the Wild, I'll never play it again. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to play that for like 100 hours, then quit. Um, because I can't, I just can't imagine like you, going through it again to take notes and being like, I, this shrine has this puzzle that I like. Yeah. You, you, you can only do puzzle. like, like the amazing thing about Breath of the Wild is you're doing cool stuff for the first time pretty much all throughout yes. it. Uh, doing that for the second time would probably suck. Yeah. I, do, I think it would kill it. Like, I can't, I literally can't imagine playing that game again. So, like, that's not a, a hard no. But uh-huh. if we did it, I, like, I wouldn't replay it. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd like watch a Let's Play or something, but I just couldn't imagine having fun going through and doing the shrines again. Yeah. You know, uh, like replaying that would not be fun in a way that like replaying Majora's Mask would be fun. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's because you're, you're Majora's Mask, like you're revisiting a narrative more than yeah. like anything. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of a world. Yeah. Seeing characters uh, and stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Breath of the Wild, like so much of it is just general would be generalities. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like if we didn't talk about the cool shrine puzzles, like, you know, we'd have to. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about that. And like, I just don't want to revisit them and make, you know, write down their nonsense names. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people are talking about Breath of the Wild and like maybe someday, but like I think that it, it would it resist revisits as mm-hmm. much as I'm loving it. Like, I, I love it. But yeah. Uh, Fletcher says, uh, Care of the Wife. Uh, have you considered anything like free space or another space title, uh, of that vein for the show? I wonder how your perspective would take to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've always been crazy about free space. I love uh, freelancer, uh, the, uh, the wing commander one. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, those are both, uh, both really good. They're pretty open. Um, you know, then like they are open. It's fine. Uh, might be a little bit difficult to talk about, but like, I love a game where I fly to one place, gather a bunch of stuff, fight some people and go to another place and sell it. <laughs> is it so maybe i don't know what that is i i think i always associated free space with being like a 4x thing yeah it's a, it's it's like a like a first person 4x where you're like a dude as opposed to being uh um you know like a like a commander okay um yeah maybe like i, I i'm not i'm not again it mm-hmm. um you know like a, another like a, a straight up like kind of 4x game like kind of grand strategy games that's not my favorite genre those have to be rare on the show because I just I don't I don't like them that much but I might I might yeah. dig that, um, yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know very much about it so yeah it's uh it's 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 good <laughs> like uh who knows how good they are and like like uh revisit like I've gone back like when they were added to GOG and uh, played around with them but I like mm. uh, I like space combat kind of stuff it's like a like a Tie Fighter with persistence okay yeah. like I would I would be down for doing a Wing Commander like yeah. you mentioned Commander and like I like Wing Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do Wing Commander. I'd be deep, deep, deep in the fucking cold ground before I did Tie Fighter. But I would do <laughs> Tie like, would Fighter do is so Commander. good. <laughs> yeah, but why not have Mark Hamill fighting cats rather than okay? Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> if I have, if I had a dog fight, don't make me do a Star Wars branded dog fight. <laughs> like, there are other dog fighting. Games, uh, I'll, I'll just find I'll find another another show where we can talk about Tie Fighter. It's fine. I'm sure I like I guarantee you there are just like Star Wars video game podcast things oh, you can get sure. on yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> just don't, if don't, you need don't bring that. that shit into your house. Yeah, uh, like, literally. Like, <laughs> nobody speak. Nobody fucking gets choked. Nobody gets force choked. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> um, let's hear. David says, um, of all the games that you have done for WAP, which one that you, <laughs> do you wish that you could fix to make a better game uh, than what we got? And how would you have done it? Oh, yeah. um, I love the gimmick behind Shadow of Destiny. If I'm looking at stuff that is really, sim- you know, kind of like recent here, mm-hmm. um, I would 
take away some of the counterintuitive bullshit and make it more about like how do you save your life as opposed to figuring out this weird alchemical narrative yeah 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 and make it a focused narrative and make the world feel more full and Mm -hmm. yeah um i would eliminate all the talky bits from both uh super metroid or metroid prime and metroid fusion Mm -hmm. i would i would eliminate like all the dialogue from metroid fusion Mm -hmm. and fix that and then i would make metroid prime not about scanning stuff and reduce a lot of the backtracking and make that good yeah so i would make those games lonely again that's my, my <laughs> potential platform yep it makes games lonely mmla mmla which is either a master's of library science degree or like a mma thing for like for lonely boys lonely boys lonely boys mixed martial arts makes martial lonely arts yeah so it's like a which i guess is just a book about microwave cooking for one um, Joey says, have you considered doing the Shining Force series? Um, I have. I like those games. I'm worried about how they'd stand up yeah. a little bit, um, but I like Shining Force, okay? I will tell you who has lobbied for those a great deal. Jala. It's Jala, yeah. Jala loves them. She's been lobbying since day one. Yeah. It's a, it's like, it's, it's, it's been a long time, which is, which is fine. Like, I, I was just like making fun of her. Like, it's fine to, to mm-hmm. lobby for those. Like, I like them. Mm-hmm. I dig them. There are reasonable iOS ports oh, yeah. of, uh, of them that you can play. Like, they're cool. I, I just, uh, I'm worried a little worried about them. Yeah. What what it would, what it would require is like a couple of afternoons of going back and playing it to like check and make sure the combat is engaging. I think yes. that is what we That's exactly what, what we want. Is. Yeah. Yeah, it would it would just be uh you know, I I don't want to be bored during it. I yeah. don't for like a tactical kind of kind of game like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh Smith writes during your long run of episodes, you have covered a lot of different genres of games, from easy to, to digest uh, platformers to long JRPGs. What genre do you enjoy the most, and which do you think supports uh, the best game? Um, I don't know about the last question. Um, I love. Do you think he meant um, which one supports the best episode, or which yeah, game? Pop, pop, pos- pop, episode? Possibly, I think the answer for both of those is the similar. I love our horror episodes, like mm. even even when we're not crazy about the game. Um, I think that those uh, th- th- those are fun to uh, play the game, uh, record them, and uh, people like them a lot. Like, just those are those are fantastic. Yeah, those are really fun, and the play is always like horror games are never long, right? You know, so the play is actually it's like you get your length in digesting the stuff afterwards. You know, like you play and then you think about it, and that's kind of where you get the depth from, as opposed to just it taking a long time. Um, I really like the uh, the rhythm that we've gotten into with Western RPGs, where we split up side quests and factions and shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there haven't been one of those episodes I haven't really liked. Yeah, that we've done, and I look forward to doing more of those. Like, you know, eventually, again, a long enough timeline. Like, as much as I have tons of problems with like Oblivion, like it would be really fun to talk about, and I would look forward to revisiting the cool parts of that mm-hmm. and and divvying things up. And we can just like call it now and both do Dark Brotherhood. I mean, yeah, like you that, know? like for fuck's sake, you're not going to stop and, me and, from. Yeah, we'll both do the Thieves Guild because that's good, too. And then it's just like we can just split up the Mage Guild and the Fighters Guild. Yeah. Arena thing because they both kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like things like that. Like I like I like the rhythm we get in that. I think those end up being good episodes. Um, and at least in part uh, because uh, it is cool to like as much as it's fun to have or not fun, but like important and good to have the fresh memory of mm-hmm. having just played a thing. Um, it's been fun when we've done like New Vegas, for example, to hear you talk about quests that I know that I've played, mm-hmm. but kind of get reminded of like there's a, like a let's play feeling to the book report part a little bit. Yeah. Of like get reminded of something I know I've done. Mm-hmm. It's just been a long time. And yeah. uh, I get a, I get a lot of that like, oh, I remember that like feeling <laughs> that is is good. Yeah. 
So, yep, I agree. Those are also fun. Yeah. And then I mean, they're really time consuming too, but I like, there's another thing that I actually end up liking about them is that we clear a lot of schedule space for them. So mm-hmm. ironically, we end up being less rushed. Like I started <laughs> playing, uh, Neverwinter Nights too, in like October. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I had tons of time to get through that game and it, it helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam asks, uh, who is your favorite little rascal? Any version is fine. I think this question is for you, Cole. <laughs> okay. So I think that uh, you are uh, going to fall into one of two camps, either a Spanky man or an Alfalfa man. Um, and it just really depends. So Spanky is the leader, whereas Alfalfa is more of a Spock kind of figure. Um, and I'm going to have to go with Alfalfa. Like, I know that yeah. that's probably a bit of a basic move, um, but uh, he's definitely the voice of reason in a lot of those. Uh, and you can pick him out of a crowd. That you can. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to add gary no I, you know i don't i don't i couldn't uh i know there's the one with the the ed grimley hair and that's all i got yeah uh, and, and then i, I know I, that I, most is lack joke from the simpsons <laughs> the yeah. aggie aggie fell in there uh, of course yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean you know, mo, mo killed the original off alpha yeah. yeah um F- froggy i think is uh is is a good uh a good runner-up is your safety really... school what Froggy's yeah. yeah, uh, my safety school specifically because uh, uh, he was very good in the ni- the nineteen ninety four reboot. Okay. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> ask me Michael's question. <laughs> so I don't have to talk, think about the lore rascals anymore. <laughs> uh, Michael says. So, um, what is the story behind Spanky? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Can you says. Explain the relationship between Spanky and Froggy. Do you th- cousins? Question mark. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael asks, uh, "What is one game that you've played that you would hate to do for WAF and why?" Ooh. Like we haven't done for the show, but that would just actually be really, really shitty. Yeah. Um, that's hard because uh, it would be probably good for abject suffering. Um, I, oh, here we go. Uh, Xenogears. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I like people keep bringing that up to me and I hate that game. I hated it when I played it when I was 17 and I was like the perfect age for it or 17 mm-hmm. or 18 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I loved everything that was a JRPG. Like I uh, absorbed them. I hate Xenogears. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I really hate more than Xenogears is Xenosaga. So like, you know, <laughs> like the, the, or is a, those are the ones with the, no, the newer, newer ones. What are the new ones called? Yeah. Xenosaga. Oh, uh, no, no, der, no. Der, der views are mocked. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are the space opera ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's the ones with new, Cosmos. Yeah. There's a, there's a new Xeno thing that the name is. Xenoblade. Yes. Yeah, Xenoblade. I'm, I don't have super strong opinions about, but uh, Xenogears, I think is an extremely bad game. And Xenosagas are like, like that maybe not the first time but like one of the very first times i was just like you can you literally cannot expect me to watch this cutscene this long like mm-hmm. i am so bored and i hate everything about this like let me do something like this is bad storytelling yeah and i got furious trying to play the first play the first one of those and like quit got super angry yeah so hopefully that breaks no hearts but like i won't i won't do those games yeah i don't want to play them um my so. answer gary I, ho- I hope you don't take this personally uh chrono trigger or not not chrono trigger sorry oh, whoops uh-oh. no 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 uh, uh chrono trigger i would love to do uh chrono cross mm-hmm. um just because right. i know that we just have irreconcilable differences on that and that is fine yeah. like and, it would and, be it would be difficult for me to come at it with uh kind of infinite patience for its shortcomings uh to talk about mm-hmm. how 
weirdly successful it is when it like swings for the fences um and just it, it just would be it would be a difficult conversation to have um we've talked about it enough that i don't feel like i'm springing that on you or anything yeah you know well and to be fair like i can't engage in one of the game's primary mechanics exactly yeah there, 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 like there, there's it, also that yeah it's like you know and who you know you could go you could dissect my brain when i die and figure out how much of my ambivalence towards that game has to do with like just my eyes not being good enough for it mm-hmm. um you know may, what the way we could maybe do it that would make it work is like i would be if they did like a remaster or something that fixed that, mm-hmm. you know, gave them symbols, like maybe I would do another run up and I yeah. would promise you to approach it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I don't know how much of just my frustration in that game had to do with that. Yeah. You know, and the answer is probably a lot. Yep. Uh, you know, just another feather in the cap for Sh- Crimson Trout. It has an elemental system, but everything has a symbol. Yeah. Because it's uh, uh, accessibility is important. Yeah. Accessibility is great. Even if you don't need it now, you might in the future. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, maybe if there, there's a remake, but uh, the the Zeno thing, not, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, like Chrono Trigger has kind of always been on the bubble for us for like, how oh, we're going to do it this year, but then we push it out. Like that is something where we are going to absolutely cover. So oh, don't, yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah, Chrono Trigger will happen. I'm looking forward to it, even though like I like I'm not the biggest Chrono Trigger fan in the world. Like I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. So yeah, um, Brian says. Unfortunately, I hadn't discovered the podcast by the time the Final Fantasy VII episodes came out, so I wasn't able to share my most uh, embarrassing gaming story at the time, so I'll use this opportunity. Uh, Final Fantasy VII was the first RPG I ever played. The games I tended to play were based on what my cousin was playing, and he wasn't an RPG guy, but he got it anyway. I was greatly enjoying it until I got to the caves in Cosmo Canyon. Because I hadn't played uh, played this genre, I didn't think of things like grinding. I uh, had just kept moving forward as fast as I could, so I was severely underleveled. And by the time I got to the boss, I was almost completely depleted of health, magic, and items. It killed me over and over, and I got frustrated enough to stop for a while. Uh, by then, my cousin was bored of it and decided to trade it in. A month or two later, I find out that the boss uh, that halted my progress could be killed by giving it a single phoenix down. Wah, wah. Uh, figuring out enemy types and exploring their weaknesses was another one of my blind spots from not playing RPGs. By this time, I had already been spoiled on a lot of the plot, including Aerith's death, uh, Aerith's death. And uh, every time I reach this point in the game, I have to laugh at myself. That is the easiest boss that took me down. Yeah, it's the uh, the phantom train problem. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you don't be it doesn't have anything to do with you not knowing RPG genre. No, it's just signal poorly. Well, it's not even that. It's just that's extremely rare yeah. in RPGs like that stuff should happen more like mm-hmm. weaknesses and, and those kind of like one hit kill things like. It's like Phantom Train and, you know, it just doesn't happen very often. No, no. You know? I mean, uh, like if, if you could think like if Final Fantasy bosses in general were more susceptible to status effects, that would be better for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a good idea. And the, you know, in the entries in that series where they do that, it's cool. Yeah. You know, like 10 is cool because you can poison mm-hmm. bosses and it does a lot of damage. Yep. 12 is great uh, for that. Yeah, that is that is a uh, that is a uh, crimson trout is great for that. Um, the, <laughs> it's not a fucking contest. No, man. I, I, no I, I did in that voice, but I was trying to make fun of myself for like being a lobbyist for crimson trout. For oh, I got gotcha. you. Well, um, you won. The, I'm I'm playing. No, it. I, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying. I just I, I want more people to play that game because I think it answers a lot of my issues with that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, definitely. I I know people who have played uh, RPGs like that. I had a friend who like played all the final fantasies with me growing up. And when he got to eight, um, he was like, yeah, I I don't have it. He'd never learned the junctioning system and just summoned for every fight. And he's like, it's so fucking boring. You just have to watch all these animations. And I was like, (laughs) well, how often like are you summoning? He's like, yeah, I do it every battle. It kills all the enemies. And I'm like, oh, you don't summon for like, for 
random encounters. Mm-hmm. Like, don't summon for random encounters. Like, you don't have to. And he's like, no. well, I can't beat them otherwise. And I was like, oh, sweet summer child. Like, <laughs> you, you got to go back and engage in the system. Yeah, because it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I'll take us out here. Uh, so Davide uh, has two questions for us. I'll hit us with yep. the first one. Uh, <laughs> Davide asks, top 10 Star Wars clothing, gadgets, and or accessories? Question oh, mark. Hey. Yeah. He's, he's trolling me up. Yeah, no. So, so Gary, do you have any top ten favorite Star Wars clothing gadgets or accessories? I, you know, I don't. No, I just I, I don't think the clothing gadgets or accessories look cool. I just, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't think the outfits are good or <laughs> the gadgets are good. Um, or the or the clothing, I don't think they're it's fashion good. Yeah, um, no. I've got I've got I've got three for you here. Um, so yeah. I will say this: if toys kind of accessories, one of my favorite gifts that I ever got. Uh, was a uh, a toy lightsaber for Easter mm-hmm. around the time that uh, Return of the Jedi was released in the nineties. Uh, that was a good deal of fun because I had a friend who uh, who also got um, a, a lightsaber and we did little uh, little fights. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like I was like ten, so that was not weird. Um, uh, let's say here another great gift that I got again in that uh, reissue period was a uh, kind of a, a a digital pet. It's like a Tamagotchi, but it was uh, was Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could feed Yoda and clean up his poop and do Jedi training and stuff like that. That was fun. Um, and the third accessory, when I went to see, um, oh gosh, the third prequel was a Revenge of the Sith. Maybe uh, there was a person. Uh, it was it was a larger gentleman who cosplayed as the Death Star. Oh, that's pretty, <laughs> I, I think that's funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was. That, I guess that, that, I've that, seen that a good. pug dressed up as a thing. That was cute because like pugs are cute. Yeah, yeah. So people will dress up their pugs as Star Wars monsters, <laughs> um, and that can be kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, so thus beginning the eight months of requisite Star Wars hype on this show as well. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, every so, yeah. every every episode and every show, we're going to be bringing you the newest uh, interviews, uh, tips, tricks, leaks. Um, yeah, just to, just just to get you really excited about Star Wars Minute. Got to get you hyped because otherwise, yeah. who's going to do it? Yeah, I mean, if, it, if we don't it's... spread awareness of this thing, it might not make it. <laughs> So. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Davide stops trolling Gary to go on and say, also, as a more serious thing, uh, have you ever played Final Fantasy uh, The Crystal Bearers? Uh, not to be confused with the GameCube Crystal Chronicles. Uh, they are very much different games. If so, why is it one of the best games ever? Uh, no. Is this like a, is this like a late DS or a mobile uh, this is a Wii one, which I have I have also heard very good things about. I think it was like a Final Fantasy um, action RPG. Okay, yeah. it's a, Metacritic doesn't like it. No, no, it's like sixty six percent. Oh, weird. Um, um, I didn't play this because it was in this doldrums of Final Fantasy where I just kind of couldn't care less. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Final Fantasies I have not. I, don't know anything about because all the weird throwback ones are coming out on DS and 3DS. Yep. And then there's all the full fledged game ones that are coming out on iOS, like not just the, you know, uh, tower defense games and stuff like that, but the ones that are just, you know, brave, bravely Exodus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that happen. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know very much of this. I definitely mm-hmm. seen the title. I'm sure that I just assumed it was like crystal Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. Like crystal Chronicles has really good ideas, but yeah, crystal Chronicles is okay. Like yeah. I did, you know, I didn't have that much fun playing it. But yeah. it's not a, it's not a war crime. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, no, I, I don't know, and I also cannot tell you why it's the best game ever. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really know about. This. I've never seen this cover before. I'm looking at the cover right now on Wikipedia, and I've like literally yeah. never seen this before. Um, yep. Yeah, I definitely stocked and alphabetized this game by the cover, but I've never I've never played it. So I don't know why it's the best game ever. But Davide, you're you know a participant in the community. Let us know. Hey, you know. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah, is this a trick question? Are you, are you <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for an excuse to talk about Crystal Chronicles, like go ahead, fine, yeah. do it. Let your free, let your freak fry, uh, flag fry. Yeah. Let, your, let your freak flag yeah. fry. Yeah, for, for, for fry that up. You know, just throw, yeah, some, fry that up, throw some scallions on that. Give it a little bit of yeah. zest. I'm <laughs> flag scallion. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I hear I'm here to represent the gold standard. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks everybody for answering the call for our. Uh, our, our wacky uh, call. That doesn't mean uh, we also have uh, our regular Watch Tracks episodes. Mm-hmm. But if you are not a patron, this is a preview of the kind of thing you get to do if you're a patron. Yeah. Um, so one of those will be coming out this month, and those are uh, free for you if you are a patron above a certain level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get to, uh, we'll do those little prompts that you guys want. Um, if you want to become a patron, you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, you know, a dollar gets you access to like uh, our occasional treats. Uh, $2 gets you access to the Slack channel and early release, um, and they kind of go up from there. So the more you want to give, the more cool stuff you get. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes. Um, if you have any thoughts about Crimson Shroud, Yakuza, or uh, SSX Tricky, please go to duckfeed.tv slash yep, contact, and uh, we, will, uh, we will read those. Yeah. And if you go to duckfeed.tv slash contract, you can put in the name of your firstborn. Yeah. And, uh, and then don't worry about it. A, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, and if you can pronounce our names backwards, uh, maybe we'll talk. Yeah. Then don't worry the, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Then don't worry about it. <laughs> so until next time, uh, enjoy. There are some deleted scenes, I believe, on this. And mm-hmm. uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And I was just, I'm trying to get my, uh, my mute filters to work so I don't have to deal with the requisite eight months of Star Wars hype. Right. You know, like, oh, it's coming out in eight months. Let's talk about it <laughs> literally all the time for that entire time. Yeah. Um, but they're not working. So I tried to sign out and sign in. It's not like that's, this is not a uh, a good story or anything. No, it's just the, no. uh, you know, it's just what I was uh, got frustrated there for a second. Yeah. And it was going to bug me. Um, mm. Yeah. So hopefully now it's working. Um, yeah. Get off my phone. Fucking telling you, nobody speak, nobody get choked. Get off my fucking timeline with that shit. I walk into and, Gary's timeline erect. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> I, I'm Darth Maul, motherfuckers. I, I am, am guilty. Yeah, I am death. <laughs> I've just been texting that to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Not the video, just that quote out of context. Yeah, it's real good. There's tons of gifts for it too. Nice. Uh, uh, it's such a good movie. Or yeah. good movie. Fuck. A good video. Yeah. 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 It's real good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you, man, this is this is the the peak. Like, it's not like, you know, it's it's funny because I wasn't so mad about it. I was just sick of seeing it. And then the process of how difficult it is for me to not see it is what's making me mad. Oh yeah. So like things aren't aren't work. like I'm setting things up and it's like yeah it's muted and then yeah. it's not it's not muted. <laughs> like like that uh that wario 64 game deal account just told me about star wars battlefront that has star wars in the title i don't want to see those pictures get off my fucking dick like yeah no I uh, just, well i mean yesterday was the huge Disney. event and like all of my all of my sites were just nothing but it and it's like fine i'll go i'll go see it when it comes out but i really don't need to know anything about it yeah i gotta just gotta you know can't take it from all sides man like people who i genuinely <laughs> like on twitter like mm-hmm. just talking about you know like every part of it is you know again like if it it wasn't constant it wouldn't be a big deal but just like it's constantly talking about that fucking orb 
and constantly talking about uh, those two guys making out. Oh, you mean, just, it's, <laughs> you mean the little white cuck ball? Yeah, yeah. The tiny white cuck ball is driving me up the wall, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like Undertale where I'm like against something, but that, that people who are shitty are against. Yeah. But not for the same reasons. I swear it's not because he's a cuckball <laughs> and I have no problem with those characters being gay. It's the constant, like, you know, chipping thing. That's just like, Oh yeah. So are no. they, are, are those characters are, are Poe and uh, what's his name? Jedi. Um, are they officially? Out? I, I, I don't know, but I mean, you can't, you can't tell the truth from it. Like the way to know would be to watch the trailer. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, so like the, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's a, uh, there's, there's swirling rumors and stuff and it's just like, man, I mean, but that's been the rumor since, <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's me and that's not even star wars specific yeah. that's just you know me not having an unlimited appetite for for shipping yeah yeah like it'd be cool for representation purposes mm-hmm. uh i watched that first movie they were in they're not good characters like they're not well developed they're just young yeah. actors having fun yeah um so i don't understand the investment yeah but again that's just like all the the weird you know horny millennial things that i don't understand like <laughs> you know it's like uh, it's it's a weird. I think you know you if you yin yanged our two perspectives, we'd become like an actual you know like the the twenty five year old grandpa character because like <laughs> you don't have as much frustration from that. But like if I took your love of Mama's family and you took my <laughs> frustration with uh, you know with, with, uh, with, the, with people caring way too much about uh, getting their getting their parts wet for maximum hugs. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Then uh, then it would actually make the the cranky old man that we would Voltron into. 